Welcome to Grace Point Church Podcast. We proclaim Christ crucified and uphold him as the only hope for the fallen world. On today's episode, you'll hear from Kenny Rongo. Ken is a children's and youth worker at Grace Point Church. Many thanks for tuning in to this podcast. On Mondays, we think of stories making headlines in the country and all over the world. But we usually don't stop there. We do go ahead and process all that as followers of Jesus and citizens, not just of this country, but as citizens of a much better country whose builder and the architect is God. Yes, that's what we do every Monday. This week, we look back at what has been making headlines in the news over the last one week. Again, you'll agree with me a lot has happened. In the past week, we started a new month of June, adding the month of May, which is usually celebrated worldwide as the Mental Health Awareness Month. We all agree that mental health is becoming of more concern to us today, especially with the COVID-19 pandemic. Many people have experienced fear, worry, and anxiety, which has led to the rise in cases of depression, suicide, violence, and even substance abuse. During this month of uh, May, we have seen many people come out to talk about their struggle with mental health. Some of these people have included politicians, sportsmen and women, those working in the police force, and even key celebrities. Seeing their stories, we are reminded to keep one another in, and especially supporting one another as we wade through life's trials and difficulties, and even including COVID-19. And even as we do this, let's keep pointing each other to where our greatest cure comes from, from Jesus himself. Coming to our country, one of the stories that has made headline in the past week is the appointment of judges. Of course, as Christians, we need to hear of judges and really think more. We know of one judge whom Paul says is not just the judge of the living, but more importantly, the judge of both the living and the dead. And as we still stay in the courts of justice, this past week, we heard of sentencing of a former school principal who was sentenced to 30 years in prison after she was found guilty for murdering her husband, who was also a school principal. In his ruling, the judge noted that the accused had an opportunity to walk back, but she chose the path of death. She murdered her husband. This made the judge come to the conclusion for the custodial sentence of that year's imprisonment for her and even her co-accused. As we continue to think of her sentencing, we all need to pause and think of our appointment with the judge, don't we? Yes, we ought to pause and ponder on the coming judgment. We all do have an appointment with the judge. The big question is, how will it be for you and I? The Bible makes it clear that one day we'll start before the judge, yes, before God, the just judge. How will it be for you and I? Will we wait to serve the sentence and to pay the penalty for our sins? Or will we let Jesus, our advocate, intercede for us? 
These questions are worth pondering on, isn't it? How will our appointment with the judge really look like? How will it be like on that final day? Now, another story that has made headlines in the country and is worth mentioning is Madaraka Day celebrations that took place in Kisumu City. We can for sure talk of how this country got its freedom many years ago. But do you know what? For us Christians, it's worth mentioning that we are those who know Madaraka. The Bible tells us that those whom Christ has set free, they are free indeed. Yes, those Christ have purchased their Madaraka, have Madaraka indeed. Maybe it's good to ask ourselves, are we those who know Madaraka? Or will we be celebrating this Madaraka every year and yet miss the true Madaraka that really matters, the freedom that's found in Jesus? Do you really know Madaraka? Now, before we think of the major story of focus today, one that made headlines in the past week, it'd be good to mention something on COVID-19 pandemic, right? Now, in the past few days, international media has been following closely calls that are made for a more thorough investigation into the origins of the coronavirus. Even possibility that it might have leaked from a Wuhan lab. As we know, there are still many questions about when, where, and how the pandemic began. But in the past several days, the international media has given significant coverage to a possibility that the pandemic could be as a result of an accidental Wuhan lab leak. Hmm. Investigations are ongoing on this, even with the US government led by President Joe Biden ordering an investigation on this. What we can only do, me and you, is to wait and see what might come out of this. And we hope someday truth about this coronavirus will be uncovered. But even if we'll never know about it and how it came to happen, we can't be for sure know that there's nothing that is hidden from the eyes of God. It is with such matters like COVID and where it came from that we are constantly reminded that we are small and God is big. It is such mysteries that remind us that we are limited, but God is all-knowing. Words of Isaiah 40 really comes to mind. Do you not know? Have you not heard? Has it not been told you from the beginning? Have you not understood since the earth was founded? God sits enthroned above the circle of the earth, and its people are like grasshoppers. A good reminder there to keep trusting in God, who knows everything, who knows what happened from the beginning, who understood since the earth was founded. May the Lord grant that me and you will keep waiting upon him, even in the midst of this pandemic. Moving on to a different story that has made headlines and one that we will spend most of our time today thinking about is that of Seth Mahiga, that was the Secretary General of Atheists in Kenya, accepting Jesus Christ after resigning as the Atheists in Kenya Secretary. 
This story came as a celebration for many of us Christians, and of course, as a shock to many unbelievers. With Seth accepting Jesus as Lord and Savior, he stated that he was no longer interested in promoting atheism in Kenya. He went public about this. No other than, atheists in Kenya had no choice but to make his resignation public as well. What was interesting about this was how the atheists in Kenya, President Harrison Momia, released a statement announcing Seth's resignation. This letter made clouds in social media and even in many news outlets. In his statement, Harrison Mumia thanked Seth for his dedication while working at the society and wished him all the best in his new chapter, the new chapter of him following Jesus. We wish Seth all the best in his newfound relations with Jesus Christ, part of the statement read. And even the president continued to say, we thank Seth for having served the society with dedication over the last one and a half years. Worth noting was his conclusion of that statement. Harrison Mumia, the president of atheists in Kenya, said, The position of the secretary of the society has been rendered vacant. We are calling upon Kenyan atheists who would wish to join our executive committee to send their CVs to the society. Very interesting to read this statement. Now, from this story of Seth, the secretary of atheists in Kenya accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, here are a few things for us to ponder and to reflect on today. First, it's good to remind ourselves that God is growing his kingdom. Yes, God is growing his kingdom. He is doing exactly that. He's growing his kingdom even when we can't see it. He is growing his kingdom by all means. He's doing it. The story of conversion of Seth is enough evidence that God is at work. Yes, he's at work in people's lives and in calling them from death to life. He's literally at work in opening blind eyes. You and I need to be encouraged by such testimonies as that of Seth becoming a Christian. God is in the business of converting people. He's in the business of opening people's hearts to the message of the gospel. Of course, we know a guy in the Bible, Paul, who called himself the worst of sinners. And what does he say about Jesus? This is what he says. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am the worst. This is why Jesus came, to save sinners and to help atheists know him as their savior. Jesus came to help the sick, those that really need him as the ultimate doctor. The second thing to note from this story of Seth becoming a Christian is we ought to keep speaking about Jesus, for we never know whose heart God will open to receive the gospel message. Yes, let's keep speaking about Jesus. We ought to keep talking about him in the office, at school, at home. And we need to keep talking about Jesus because we really don't know whom the Lord might open his heart or her heart to hear and to receive the good news 
of Jesus. The truth is many of us may be discouraged when many people just brush off the good news of Jesus and the good news of the gospel. But the truth is God is at work. He's at work today. He's at work now, opening hearts of many to receive and to accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior. God opened the heart of Paul, who was the persecutor of Christians. How will he not do that to that brother or sister, to that dad or mom, to that friend of yours, whom you think has a very hard heart? Let's keep talking about Jesus. Let's keep proclaiming him as the only hope for a fallen world. May the story of the Secretary of Atheists in Kenya accepting Jesus to be his Lord and Savior be an encouragement to us to keep speaking of the good news of Jesus. That and lastly, it's good to see from this story of Seth accepting Jesus and resigning from Atheist, being the Secretary General of Atheists that following Jesus means a change of lifestyle. It's true from this story of Seth becoming a Christian that following Jesus means a change of lifestyle. Our prayers for Seth is that just as he received Christ Jesus as Lord, he will continue to live his life in him, rooted and built up in him, and strengthened in the faith. What his resignation really shows us is that he has already given up his older life. In other words, he has put off old life and is laid now to clothe himself with his new self. He's a new self. It's good to see this kind of boldness in his actions. For sure, following Jesus means a change of lifestyle. One can't help but think of saints at church in Thessalonica, whom, as Paul wrote to them in 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 9, tells them this. Paul tells them, We have heard of how you turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God and to wait for his Son from heaven, whom God raised from the dead, Jesus, who rescues us from the coming wrath. This is very key to all of us, and for said, turning from idols to serve God and to wait for his son. But you don't just turn from something. It is, yes, you turn from idols, you turn from your unbelief to believe in God, to serve him and to wait for his son from heaven. We hope and pray that Seth has and is doing this. He's turning from idols and he's turning to God to serve him, the living and true God, and to wait for his son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, whom rescues all believers from the coming wrath. May God grant that me and you will keep this in mind. We'll turn to God from idols to serve him and to wait for his son who will appear from heaven. Yes, to wait for Jesus' second coming when he will come and take us home to that better country whose builder and architect is God. But until then, let's keep waiting 
Until then, let's keep telling others about Jesus and about his appearing. That's all for today. Many thanks again for tuning in. And see you next time. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Grace Point Church Podcast. For more information and past episodes, visit our website gracepointchurch.org. Please join us again tomorrow for a new episode. Goodbye.